I, I want to preach a message to you called protest and prophesy. You should already be saying amen in the chat. Protest and prophesy. Why is this sermon called protest and prophesy? Because I want to remind us as believers, we should absolutely protest the injustices that we are experiencing in this nation together. But I want to remind my friends, my Oasis family, don't forget to prophesy. What am I saying? Yes, we need to protest what's going on in this nation, but we need to prophesy peace, hope, the love of God. We need to see a prophetic future where black, white, brown, and people of all different colors are coming together, worshiping Jesus. Church, yes, we need to protest but don't forget to prophesy. I was thinking about the conversations that I have to have with my kids, maybe when they get pulled over. Again, I have friends who are police officers. Not every cop is, is bad or, or unjust, but I, I think I still have to have these conversations with my kids. And I was challenged this week that when I talk to my kids about getting pulled over and, or, or telling them, making sure that they can see your hands, making sure you don't reach for anything. In that moment, I want to be careful that I don't just tell them about that and not tell them about Jesus. Yes, I got to warn you about when you get pulled over, but let me bless you. God is for you. He is with you. You will grow to old age. You will graduate from college, maybe even get a master's and a doctorate. Let me tell you something, son and daughter, God is with you and you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Now let's go out and protest injustice, but let's prophesy over our kids, our families, and this nation. If we are going to overcome this together, we need both protest and prophecy. I want to bring this to you to a scriptural context that is really going to encourage you because it seems to be that protest made the way for Jesus. The Bible says in John chapter one, verse 23, this was John the Baptist. Now, if you know your, your, your scriptures, John the Baptist was sent ahead of Jesus. He was the one who was telling people to repent. He was calling out the issues in society. And when he was calling out the issues in society, he was preparing the way for the coming of the Lord. John 1 verse 23 says this. John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. What is he saying? That word calling is a Greek word that means to shout or exclaim loudly, to literally protest with emotion. And the Bible is suggesting that John the Baptist wanted to make society aware of their shortcomings so that Jesus can come and make them aware of salvation. Let me just preach to you. I said John the Baptist came to protest and make people aware of injustice and, and what they needed saving from so Jesus could come and make them aware of salvation. It was John the Baptist's protest, his crying out in the wilderness that prepared the way for the coming of the Lord. We cannot protest and not prophesy. My favorite civil rights leader, there are many, but my favorite has got to be Dr. Martin Luther King, who was a protester, but he was also a prophet. Don't forget that he was speaking to the injustices of this nation, but he also said that he would not stop. He would not rest until justice rolled down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. Martin Luther King was a protester and a prophet. Listen to this, I have a dream speech. And I was reading over this speech this week and, and God told me to tell you, don't forget that the name of Martin Luther King's speech was not, I had a dream. 
He wasn't asleep and had too much chocolate ice cream or too much chili and had a dream where there was unity and people worshiping together. No, the name of the speech was, I have a dream, not I had a dream. What am I saying to you? If, he, if the speech is, I have a dream, well, where did he get it? He got it from God. And he embraced it and he believed it and he spoke it into this nation and he was willing to do anything to see it come to pass. Look at this excerpt from I Have a Dream. He says, I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted and every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. And this is the faith that I go back to the south with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair, a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. And this will be the day. This will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, my country tis of thee, sweet land of liberty of thee, I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride, from every mountainside let freedom ring. Martin Luther King was a, a protester and, and a prophet. He was aware of what was going on in the nation, but aware of what God is saying. What I really believe right now, and I'm speaking this message to you, and, and if, you're, if you're me, I know there's so much injustice, just put your hand over your heart and say, Pastor Julian loves me, he understands what's going on, but he's gotta preach the word. You know how many people I have talked to this week that have laid down their Bible and picked up their iPhones? We need to be aware, but we need to understand what God is saying. You know how many people I have talked to that haven't been intimate with Jesus and worshiped the Lord in weeks, wanting to hear, what, what, what God is saying, that was not Dr. King. He knew what was going on in the nations, but he knew what was going on in the heavens. Church, we need protesters and prophets. I'm preaching a message called Protest and Prophecy. And the Bible says John the Baptist went first as a protester to make people aware of their sins, that they would repent. And the Bible says that this prepared a way for the coming of the Lord. I know the protesters shouting from the streets, but there's a prophecy shouting from the heavens over your life. And it is my prayer that you hear both, that you speak both, because I believe it's both of those concepts that come together to bring change. Here's how I know that John the Baptist was a protester, because like I said, the word calling simply means to cry out in anguish against injustice and to be heard. And people are being heard right now, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful, it's, it's so painful, but I'm so grateful. It's so painful, but I'm so grateful. But as John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus, he said something interesting towards the end of his protesting, before, towards the end of his ministry, some disciples came to John and they said, hey, Jesus has be, had just begun his ministry. And they said, hey, John, we, we got a problem. Some people are following Jesus. Matter of fact, Jesus is, is, pro, is, is baptizing more people than you. Remember John's protesting, his ministry was the largest, but Jesus started his ministry and all of a sudden people start going over there to going over here and John the Baptist's disciples were like, hey, something's going on, Jesus has more people. And, and John the Baptist said, I must become less and less, I must decrease so that he can increase. 
Honestly, I really believe a decrease is in, of injustice is coming to America, but an increase of the presence of the Lord is coming as well. We have to put those two things together. And, and for all of you people that are just ignoring what's going on in our nation, talking about we just need to pray, we don't need to pray. No, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about they both go together. They both go together. Here's how I know. Matthew 12, verses 9 through 21, Jesus shows up. And verse 9 says, Jesus went over to the synagogue where the religious people were praying, where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? They were hoping he could say yes, he would say yes, so that they could bring charges against him. And Jesus answered, if you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course they would, because sheep were valued to them. And usually they would have herds of sheep and goats, and the more you had, the more money you had. He was saying, so you would actually break your own law if it benefited you. I'm going to say that again. Whoo, I feel like preaching. I wish there was more than five people in here, because I said, he said, you would break your own law, your own systems, if it were to help you, but you won't break your own systems to help another person. He says, if, if you had a sheep that fell into the, the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Can I ask our nation a question? How much more valuable is a person than what you're protecting? Your ideologies, your views, your opinions, your politics, people are more important than that. And he's saying how much more valuable is a person than what you would protect and what benefits you. Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and is restored just like the other one. And then the Pharisees called a meeting to plot how to kill Jesus because Jesus helped a person and went against the system. Oh, this sounds familiar, y'all. We have systems that don't help people and they got to change. The Bible says that Jesus would leave the 99 to go to the one. But we have systems that help the 99, and as long as there's only one, it doesn't matter. Some of us are saying even, I've, I've gotten DMs where, hey, this group of people have been killed more than this group of people, but what about one? George Floyd was one. And I got people emailing me, bringing out statistics and they forget that Jesus would have left the 99, the statistic, to go after the one. Where is Jesus in the church? We have to begin to see that Jesus would do different than what we would do. He would do different than what I would do. And I honestly believe that some of y'all, myself included, we're going to discover Jesus and the difference when he changes things. I knew Jesus, I knew Jesus was a prophet because he was working against their systems. So they wanted to kill him. But Jesus knew what they were planning. So he left that area and many people followed him. He healed all the sick among him, among them. That's where I got healing Los Angeles from because he just didn't deal with them. He healed all the sick among them. There were so many sick among them because they were worried about them. And I'm done worried about me. If you guys don't want to follow along, if the people don't want to follow along, it's all good. I'm going I'm to use God's power in my life. This church is going to heal all the people among them. I don't know who your them is, but don't complain about the them and not heal the people among the them. 
That's Jesus. I know we're mad. I know we're frustrated, but we can heal and hurt at the same time. I want you to think about how God could use you to bring healing. Love your neighbor. Pray big, bold prayers and, and be a protester and a prophet. Protest and prophesy. I feel this word so strong. It says that, that Jesus came and he healed everybody among them. And listen to this part. He warned him not to reveal who he was. Wasn't about him even at that moment. And then it says in verse 17, this fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah concerning him. Okay, you ready? This is the part where you might not like me. I want you to just repeat after me. Pastor Julian, he loves me. He's trying to help me. Lord, humble my heart. I'm going to give you a big gap between that one. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you, repeat that again. Humble my heart because I'm about to hear the word and the word needs to fall on a humble heart. Verse 18 says this, look at my servant whom I have chosen. He is my beloved who pleases me. If you're going to get ready to, 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 to protest, all you need is a problem to protest. But to prophesy, you need to know that you are God's servant, that you are chosen, that you are beloved, and you might not please your oppressor, but you please God. I'm gonna say it again, if you wanna be a protester, all you need is a problem, and we need both in this season, protest, protesters and prophets, protest and prophecy, but if you wanna prophesy, you need to know these four things. Verse 18, look at my servant, whom I have chosen, you are loved and you please God. You need to start with those four things, but then it graduates. I love the next line. And I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. So what is he saying? You're ready to talk about justice to the nations when you know you're God's servant, when you know you're chosen, when you know you're loved, when you know you please God, and when God's spirit is on you, you'll be ready to proclaim justice to the nations. Now that word nations is ethos. It's not even like Canada. Shout out to Canada. Got some friends up there. It's not just Canada. It's not just Mexico. It's not Ireland. I don't know why I said that. Um, I ain't even been to Ireland. It's not just America. That word nations is not what we call nations. That word nations is ethnos, where we get the word ethnicity. Shout out to Pastor Jason. It, he's, it means races. That Jesus has come to proclaim justice to the nations with these qualifications. He's God's servant, he's chosen, he knows he's loved, he pleases God, and he has God's spirit. Now he's ready to proclaim justice to the nations. Now you ready for the verse, verse 19? I don't even know if I'm ready to read it. That's why I'm just pausing. I'm scared. My DMs are flooded with people mad at me, so I'm scared. I'm just playing, I'm not scared. I'm just giving you a break. It's in verse 19. It's like, oof, oof. Feel free to make that face. Just go, oof. I'm just preparing you for what I'm about to read. Jesus is a servant. He's chosen. He's beloved. I thought somebody was over there. I was looking over there, trying to connect. He's a servant. He's chosen. Beloved. He pleases God. He has God's spirit. He will proclaim justice. Verse 19, 
He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. And finally, he will cause justice to be victorious and his name will be the hope of all the world. I love that. Some of my favorite preachers, if you look back, favorite preachers, you look back at their old sermons when they were 30, they were yelling and God, da, 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 and it's amazing. It's so anointing. But you look at them now, 30 years later, they just say one word quietly and you just got tears streaming down your face. You ever, you ever notice that as people get older and wiser, their anointing kicks up and their voices seem to lower? You ever had that grandpa, that grandma say you something, she'll go, baby, and you just start weeping. You have to lean in because you can't even hear her. You're just sobbing. Jesus said, I don't need to. John the Baptist, though, he was a protester. We got to shout from the rooftops what's happening in this nation. I'm not telling you not to protest, but when you're ready to prophesy, you don't need to yell because the word of the Lord is coming out of your mouth. It is God's job. The Bible says, is my word not like rain that comes down from the heavens? It's that effective. But in order to prophesy, you got to be a servant, you got to be chosen, you got to know your love, you got to know you please God, and you got to have God's spirit. And if you have those things, you just might not need to shout, you might not need to fight because you're prophesying. And the Bible says every word God says will come to pass. I want to encourage somebody today to prophesy over their son. I want to encourage somebody today to prophesy over their daughter. I want to encourage somebody today to call somebody up and yeah, you can ask them all the questions and read all the books, but prophesy over your friend. I am calling on somebody today to protest and prophesy because it's these two things working together. John the Baptist was a prophet, but he was a protester and Jesus, the one and final uh, prophet of God in, in the scriptures. Holy prophet from heaven. There are other prophets, but those two things came together to bring change. And it says he'll cause justice to be victorious. In the beginning of all the injustice in this nation, I came out the gate yelling. Like if you were following me on Instagram, I was yelling. I, I know you couldn't hear me yell when I post, but I was yelling. I'm so upset. But now I'm, I'm starting to get in God's presence and my voice is starting to calm and God's starting to tell me, Julian, you're my servant whom I've chosen. You're beloved. You please me. Some people don't like you right now, but you please me. And I'm putting my spirit on you and you're going to proclaim justice to the nations, the, the ethos, the races, the culture. And I believe God's bringing protesters and, and prophets together to protest and prophesy. I want to encourage you to do both. We're going to need both. The Bible says this, because I don't have much time left, but Matthew 13, verse 16 says, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. Blessed are your eyes because you see and blessed are your ears who hear. The Bible says it is a blessing to be able to see what God sees and it's a blessing to be able to hear what God hears. Here's what I'm encouraging you. I don't know if you've noticed, but not a lot of people agree right now. And, and if your perspective is that you think the way that you see this nation is God's perspective, then the Bible says that's a blessing. I found myself getting too mad at people that don't see it the way that I see it. And God has been challenging me that, that 
my perspective, if I'm right, is a blessing. If it's from God, it's a blessing. So why am I mad that someone doesn't agree? If, if I have ears to hear, it's a blessing. If someone blessed me with a house, if God blessed me with a five-bedroom house, come on, Lord, do it. You did it for them, do it for me. If somebody blessed me with a house, would I call up my friend living in an apartment and tell them I'm mad at them because they don't have that blessing? No. I would believe, if I'm a Christian, I would believe for that blessing for them. Ooh, God, I'm preaching. I'm going to say that again. If, if someone blessed me with a house, would I be mad that my friend still lives in an apartment? No, no, no. I, I would believe that they would get the same blessing as well. So if Jesus says we are blessed to have ears that can hear and eyes that can see, then, then church, we can't keep continuing to be angry at people who can't see and people who can't hear because we got to believe that they will get from God the same blessing we will get. And I want to close with this. We have stepped into an era where if you are not a spirit-led liberator, you will be an oppressor by default. I'm going I'm to say it again. We have stepped into an era where if you are not a spirit-led liberator, you will be an oppressor by default. Matthew 12, 30 says this, this is Jesus talking. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. I wanna pray for you because I really believe as protests are continuing to rise. Keep it up because the intensity of your anger will need to be followed up by the consistency of your love. Again, we gotta keep going. The intensity of your anger will need to be followed up by the consistency of your love. We gotta work with Jesus on this one. When we protest and we prophesy, we're working with Jesus. And Jesus says, if you're not working with me, you're actually working against me. And so I'm gonna pray and I really believe that God's gonna do something in all of our hearts together as a church community. Father in heaven, I thank you for sending Jesus. I thank you that you are for us. God, I believe right now protesters and prophets are coming together, that families who have been protesting will start to prophesy. And it is these two elements that you used, even between John the Baptist and Jesus, that will bring change to our nation. I'm reminded of the words of Dr. King, and I'm also reminded that he was a protester and a prophet. He both protested and prophesied over our nation. And I pray as believers, we would do the same. In Jesus' name, amen.